This is I Choose Life, news and views sponsored by Indiana Right to Life and Right to Life of Northeast Indiana, committed to defending innocent human life for all people of all ages. I Choose Life, news and views is produced by Bot Radio Network in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Welcome to I Choose Life News and Views. This is Abigail Lorenzen. And as always, I'm glad to have you tuning into our program today. We have with us Diane Ferraro, who is the new CEO of Save the Storks, which is a fantastic pro-life organization that I personally love. Uh, I love their t-shirts too. Diane, we'll have to talk about your guys' apparel store there on your on your website here, Um, but has lots of different things to offer the pro-life community, has a wonderful way of tying different organizations that are doing good work together and making them more effective. And with a new CEO, it's a perfect time to have them back on our program. So Diane, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Abigail. I am so honored to be on your show. And I, I was just thrilled when you reached out because as we both know, um, this is a big year for engaging more people in the pro-life movement. And I'm so just elated that I have this opportunity to share what we're doing here at Save the Storks and help encourage and equip other pregnancy resource centers and pro-life supporters who are listening to your show. Yeah, I'm glad you're on. And again, like I mentioned to you, it's been a long time since we've had Save the Storks on the program. So it's a good time to have a little refresher course for our listeners So I'm going to have you give us the background of Save the Storks, first of all, because you guys have such a unique setup. You started in Bronx, and I love your website says, started in Bronx with one van, which is kind of an odd way to start a story. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Um, About 10 years ago, the founder of Save the Storks had an idea, right? Definitely something that God put upon his heart. And they went into the Bronx to actually see what was going on there. He had heard from another associate that there was a white van that was helping women make the decision for life. Hmm. And he was fascinated by this, went out to the Bronx. And before you know it, he was seeing women who were choosing life because of an ultrasound on this white van. And soon he invested in a Mercedes Sprinter van that was gutted out he and his wife took a road trip across the country and really shared the vision with churches. And in 2012, they really launched the first, what we call the Stork Bus. So it's a mobile medical unit that is completely decked out. It's really an OBGYN office in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. And it really took off. People embraced it. They supported this. They loved the stories that were coming off of the Stork Bus. So they intentionally found pregnancy resource centers that were struggling with the competition um, that Planned Parenthood was presenting when it came to women who were facing an unplanned pregnancy. And they decided that the best way to go against Planned Parenthood was to support these pregnancy resource centers and equip them with mobile medical units that were parked nearby a Planned Parenthood. So a woman who would drive by or she had an appointment Oftentimes, there were amazing prayer partners outside, and then they saw this bus that had the Save the Storks messaging, really beautiful imagery, something Mm -hmm. that hadn't been seen before in pro-life. So the nurse or the sidewalk advocates would go out, greet the woman, and invite her to come on to the Stork bus for a free pregnancy test and then a free ultrasound. And the results were incredible. So many women were choosing life because of that ultrasound. And when they heard the baby's heartbeat, they realized there was a life inside of them. 
And it was such an innovative and creative and just truly life-affirming idea. And just this last week, we launched, uh, I think it was our 64th Stork Bus. Oh, my goodness. California. Yes. So we are definitely behind 100% the pregnancy resource centers around the country. And we, I just asked for prayers for these stork buses. We have, I think, about a dozen in production right now. So we'll be seeing more on the road here in the next several months. And just pray for these PRCs, pray for these women who are seeing the stork bus as they're walking up to a Planned Parenthood. And we just pray that these women are not only choosing life, but we're so excited that the nurses and the technicians on board are sharing the love of Christ with them as well. So Diane, when you started talking about this one white van driving around Bronxville and trying to talk to pregnant women, that sounds really sketchy. It sounds <laughs> like, oh, that's terrible. And then, you know, you, the idea develops and now it's these really nice vans that have, like you mentioned, these really nice the imagery and the marketing on them is attractive on purpose, in part because life is a miracle, and so life is attractive. It's not hard to do that. But if somebody wants to see what these look like, I know there's pictures of them on your website, but I'm guessing you guys also have some social media pages that people can check out what your vans look like. We sure do. Thank you so much for mentioning that. So we have an amazing Facebook account. We have an Instagram account. You can find the Stork Buses on Pinterest, on Twitter, and we also have some wonderful videos on YouTube. And, and again, you can also see the stork buses on our website, savethestorks.com. And you can also look for the pregnancy resource centers that currently have a stork bus or the ones that are in fundraising when you go to the landing page that features all of the stork buses. And you'll see that each stork bus is different slightly. And the most beautiful thing is each stork bus is named for either a mother or a woman that was close to someone in, in their honor. And we even have a stork bus named Benjamin. And it was that was named in honor of a couple who chose life for their twin babies, even though the doctors told them that they would likely not survive once they were born. Mm. And Benjamin, sadly, he was in the NICU and, and he did not survive. He went up to heaven, but his brother did survive. But the family really wanted to name that bus in honor of their baby boy, Benjamin. And that one is just outside Atlanta. So the stories of the buses and how they were named is something near and dear to our hearts here. That is really cool. So save the storks. I know uh, when I typed that into Google, you guys came up lickety split. So you're pretty easy to find there. So you, you've got 64 buses. They're all named from specific stories, people who have come through the Save the Storks program. What about your organization itself, Save the Storks? What's the story behind the name, Diane? It is a catchy name, isn't it? I'll be honest. We oftentimes get confused. Um, people think we're an environmental group. Yeah, and, is that on purpose? You know, it was on purpose. It was an intentional move, and it was so clever. And, you know, a lot of young people now don't understand the story of the stork and, you know, how the stork delivers the baby. I know when I was a kid, that was how we learned how babies came. And it, it just really resonated with a lot of our supporters early on. And it's something that really introduces someone to have that conversation about life in a non-threatening way. So what I've heard is, you know, with those t-shirts that we had talked about earlier, some of the t-shirts had the Save the Storks messaging. And someone walked up to the founder and said that they supported, 
you know, Saving the Storks. And they didn't realize there was an organization. And he had a chance to then share what Save the Storks actually meant and that it was a pro-life <laughs> ministry. So it really gives you that chance for what we call a 30-second elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. It catches people off guard. And it's a way to show and share the pro-life message with someone who might automatically shut you down. I think it's so clever, too, because so many people are concerned about the environment. They're concerned about animals. Like, there's the big Save the Whales campaign and Save the Pandas and Save the Bears and and everything else. And so then Save the Storks. And people are like, oh, yeah, storks. We like storks. And it's like, well, how much more important are babies and their moms than animals? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So I love the paradigm that it flips because it makes people go, oh, well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) So I, yeah, I really like it. I've had a bumper sticker on my car for years and it finally got so tattered I had to take it off. But it said 60 million storks shot down since 1973, which is the Roe v. Wade year. And so the 60 million storks shot down and that, you know, obviously I don't get to see the faces of the people who were driving behind me when I had that sticker in my car, but I would guess they'd be like 60 million storks. Who's killing all those storks? That's terrible. Absolutely. And so if they were to Google that and then come up with your site then, because it comes up right away, it's, yeah, it's definitely a really great hook, I think. It is. And in fact, that tagline that you mentioned, I've worn that t-shirt. We had that message on the back and I wear it to the airport when I'm in the security line because mm-hmm. I know that I have a captive audience behind me. Right. They're so stuck. It's, it's a way for people to study it. And, and I thought if that impacts one person who sees that t-shirt and they Google it and then they, you know, learn more about the pro-life movement, that's mm-hmm. an answer prayer. Yeah. Or, you know, they're sitting next to you in the waiting area, waiting to board or yeah, mm-hmm. in an airport, you are stuck so much with just reading, you know, anything that your eyes glaze across. Yeah. That's a great Truly. opportunity to do it. And your store, of course, is linked on your website. So there's a tab up on Save the Storks that says, I think it just says store, right? Really easy Yes, to we find. have a store. Yep, we do. And we actually have some new bumper stickers that will be coming in soon. Oh, um, very affordable way to share your pro-life message. And like you said, those stickers, we, we have more emails that say, I heard about you because of your bumper stickers. They're just the most amazing ways, you know, old-fashioned marketing, right? You know, put a bumper sticker on your car and get the word out about pro-life. Yep, totally. And these days, too, it's not, we're really in a marketing tirade right now. But, um, you know, a bumper sticker, okay, a bumper sticker doesn't have to go on a car. It can go on a laptop. It can go on an iPad. It can go on a binder. It can go on a backpack. Like, it can go on your water bottle. You know, everybody's carrying around Yetis these days. If you're cool, I'm not cool enough for those. But if you are cool, (laughs) you know, you can put it on your coffee thing. So there's, if you're like, I don't have a car. Okay, fine. Find a different spot to put it. And it'll still have a really good impact. Which, we will have stickers for Yetis. So we are designing <laughs> smaller stickers. I'm happy to report. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And I think, Diane, I was reading, don't you have a background in marketing? I do, Abigail. So I actually had been in the for-profit world for my entire career I worked for some entrepreneurial startups and I worked for a couple of major jewelry chains that have a national presence, but I always have been pro-life. I was adopted as a child and I I just remember being pro-life as long as I can remember. So when this opportunity came up at Save the Storks, I thought, a marketing director at a nonprofit, you know, it seemed something new. And, And then like you, I looked up Save the Storks and was really caught off guard by that clever name. And that was back in July 2018. I joined here as a marketing director. And it's been interesting because everything I've learned in the for-profit world, 
which can be cutthroat sometimes, but mm-hmm. you really look at, you know, the competition and you look at market share and you look at share of voice. And those were things that I had not seen uh, once I joined Save the Storks when I was doing my own competitive analysis and really studying what Planned Parenthood had done. I realized there weren't any really national efforts that were doing what needed to be done to compete with Planned Parenthood. You know, a lot of times faith-based organizations take the nice route and try to do things that are very, very inexpensive. But, you know, I really brought to the table that we have to make an investment. We need to be a little more assertive about the way we're getting the message out. Yeah. So it's been great. It's been a great transition. Good. I actually want to talk about this a little more because I know for some pro-life people like Madeline, who was calling my office last week, has been sort of bouncing around ideas about why don't women know that pregnancy resource centers offer free help? Because if they knew, they wouldn't abort their babies. If they knew that there was free help, they wouldn't abort their babies. So why don't they know? And I think she's really frustrated because she sees this disconnect and she doesn't know how to fix it. And then she calls me and I'm like, yeah, I see the disconnect too. And I can't really fix it either. So can you speak a little bit about that? I know you guys have been talking about a digital campaign that you're going to start and just sort of lay out for us, what does that even look like? What are the efforts that you guys are making? If other organization heads are listening to this program, what might be some pointers for them or for you know churches who want to help promote their local pregnancy resource centers? Yeah, thanks, Abigail. That Those are great questions. And I want to share with you something that should be shocking to everyone. Planned Parenthood spends a reported $100 million annually on advertising. Ugh. Yes. So think about some of the big (laughs) brands, you know, Toyota, Ford, Coca-Cola, you know, they're spending what major consumer brands are spending. And then you think of the 2,800 or so pregnancy resource centers around the country that have minuscule budgets and every PRC in their market is doing something different. So there's not a cohesive effort right now. What we want to do here at Save the Storks is really unify the movement. It's going to take years and lots of prayer and support from donors, um, not only for Save the Storks, but for each individual PRC. Because we want, when a woman Googles, I think I'm pregnant or free pregnancy test and picture it's two in the morning and she's desperate. Oftentimes you'll see three paid ads at the top of her search for Planned Parenthood. So Planned Parenthood is investing the big bucks to reach that one woman. So we're working with digital experts. We're studying what Planned Parenthood does We're testing campaigns. We've been doing this for about a year now. And we're serving up ads that reach women that provide real options, the option to choose life at this critical juncture in her life. Because again, this woman, she could be 12 years old. She could be 37 years old. She could be facing an unplanned pregnancy and she's terrified. And right now, Planned Parenthood owns that share of voice because of their huge budgets. So what we're doing here at Save the Storks, we had mentioned um, our partner program. So we are working on a pilot program right now with partner pregnancy resource centers. We're helping them with websites. We're helping them with their blogs. We're helping them with digital media and social media. The more we can unify what we're saying, the keywords, the advertising campaigns, having consistency across the board, this will all contribute to the rankings for search terms a woman or a man might type in when they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. This is how we will reach those women who don't yet know about what all these amazing PRCs are doing. And Save the Storks, really, we are here to serve the PRCs. We're here to help them 
with their efforts because we know it's tough. We know a lot of PRCs have very small staffs. You know, the executive director is stretched very thin. So we want to be really that marketing source, if you will. And and I like to refer to it as even awareness because before someone can really be convinced to go do something, they need to trust you. And that's why at Save the Storks, we, we call it an awareness campaign first because we really want to make sure that woman is aware of her options, that she can build that we can build that trust with her or her boyfriend who might be searching because he's terrified and he wants to pay for that abortion. We want to make sure that they know that there are pro-life options in their community, people who love them and are there for them, and they are going to make sure they support them in that choice for life. I love that you guys are a bridge at Save the Storks. You find the communities where the women are or the Planned Parenthood locations where the women are, and you park your van there. And you provide pregnancy tests and ultrasounds, right? Right. And then after that step, do you send the women to the local pregnancy resource centers? Is that where that transition happens? Yes. So the pregnancy resource centers actually do run the local stork bus, the local mobile medical unit. Because the medical bus, it is a mobile medical unit. So it requires medical staff at the PRC. So again, it it just gives that PRC so much credibility. Now we do pour in support with the marketing program and we do intensive training for these PRCs. We teach them not only where to park the bus, but we are teaching them now on the digital marketing. So women even know where to find the bus. So if they're, you know, at a local college or they work at a restaurant or there's a mall nearby, we make sure that stork bus is strategically placed on the days when those women are likely in that area. Yeah, this year, Save the Storks, we're so excited. We're launching a new initiative called our Partner Program. And the goal of this program is we are going to work with pregnancy resource centers to holistically transform their ministries. That way, they're better equipped to reach abortion-vulnerable women. So Mm -hmm. it's really the stork bus times 100, right? (laughs) So the way it's going to work is the pregnancy resource center will apply to be a partner. They'll fill out a comprehensive evaluation form. They'll meet with our Save the Stork staff, or it'll be a Zoom call. Then together we'll create an action plan. Then they will gain access to ongoing training from Save the Storks. We'll help them with websites. We will be really their partner when it comes to um, their awareness campaigns in their local community. So we're going to help them with marketing, fundraising, leadership, and client services. And we just want to be there for the pregnancy resource centers because we know they are really those frontline workers. They are the ones who are meeting those women And we want it to be not just a transaction where the woman comes in, she gets her free test, and then they never see her again. What's so beautiful about these stork buses is the nurses and the ultrasound technicians, the executive directors at the office, they have such a heart for these women that after the woman finds out she's pregnant, there's a relationship that's built there. And we have so many beautiful stories. If you go to our website or our YouTube channel, you can watch some of these stories about the women who did show's life. And After the baby is born, what's so beautiful too is these executive directors and nurses, they really get the community involved. They get their church involved to come alongside that woman. Much like, I don't know if you've heard of the ministry Embrace Grace, but, Mm -hmm. you know, partnering with the churches. Yes, I'm reading Amy's book right now, and I recommend that for everyone listening. But the book really gives you practical ways to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus and get involved in pro-life. And again, in 2021, now more than ever, I would say Amy's book is a must read. It's called Help Her Be Brave. And it really gives each one of us practical ideas to support each local pregnancy resource center and support those moms who choose life in your neighborhood. Great. So 
sort of leading from that, and you may have already addressed this a little bit, but this was at the top of your website. It said, revolutionizing the meaning of pro-life. What does that mean? Can you unpack that for me a little bit? Well, one way to start is when I was in high school, I grew up in Southern California, and I would drive by on the way to my part-time job, a Planned Parenthood. And back in the day, I know people who had good intentions, but they would stand in front with the graphic signs and the megaphones, and they would shout, and they would call these women pulling into the Planned Parenthood parking lot, all sorts of things we probably wouldn't say to our worst enemy. And there was really a lot of shame, and I think it was just so hard on these young women, and I'd see the faces of some of these girls driving up, and they they were already terrified, and the statements that were being shouted to me were the opposite of love, and it was off-putting, and I felt so sorry for the women. At Save the Storks, to revolutionize the meaning of pro-life is exactly that, what that phrase says. We want to really flip what's been done upside down in the past and come to women with love and compassion. Let them know that they're brave. Let them know that they're strong. Let them know that there's resources. And it's really taking those, I think, maybe negative perceptions, again, from the past, people have the best of intentions, but just not the right approach. So we're giving people a different way to approach pro-life, a different way to speak with these women. And again, you mentioned digital media is so crucial in, in revolutionizing what it means to that woman, even before maybe she knows she's pregnant, when she's just afraid that she might be pregnant. And it's really equipping the PRCs, equipping supporters, equipping the churches to have everything they need to serve those moms. Wonderful. This is something that we've seen too at Right to Life of Northeast Indiana. We just went through a rebranding a couple of years ago and got a new logo. Yay. And our new logo is a heart, but the bottom of the heart is a check mark. And exactly what you were saying is what we were aiming for is that the public has a view of the pro-life movement that had been built up over years and years. And of course, helped by the media only pulling certain pieces and the more negative pieces, but of this sort of angry, loud, vicious pro-life presence. And that's not the heart of pro-life people. The whole pro-life movement is based in love. Otherwise it wouldn't exist. And so to be able to show that more is what we want to encourage our community to do and our members of our organization too. So it sounds like you guys are on the same track and hopefully we'll see a turn in the tide as, as the public recognizes like, oh, these people aren't angry. They're just trying to help. That can be a really powerful tool. Definitely. And I, I love your new logo. That's brilliant. We need to remember that pro-life is pro-woman. You know, Planned Parenthood doesn't own that they're for every woman. Pro-life is for every woman. In fact, that's a tagline we're working into our campaigns now. We in the uh, pro-life movement and Save the Storks, we care about helping women. And that's why we support the pregnancy resource centers because we know pregnancy resource centers have the most pro-woman approach. They're truly at the forefront of the pro-life movement. They're changing people's hearts and minds in a non-political way. They provide free counseling, resources, education, post-abortive care, which a lot of sources don't talk about, but mm-hmm. we feel like the post-abortive care is so important too for, for healing for sure. and for forgiveness. 
And, you know, like I mentioned before, the care for women after the baby is born with parenting classes and resources and, and references to get support. You know, a lot of churches, they even open up a room in their home for a woman who may be in an abusive relationship so that woman has a place to stay and save a little bit of money while she's raising her, her baby the first several months or first year. It's such a beautiful thing that pro-life is doing and pro-life does not get credit for it because of Planned Parenthood and their their loud voice and the money they invest in and their celebrity influences, unfortunately. The, the truth is just not being told. And that's why it's so important with digital campaigns and with unification and the pro-life movement that we, we really need to have a louder voice, a more powerful voice, and a voice that women want to listen to, that they feel like, wow, they're really connecting with me. They get me in a way I didn't know they got me. And I think with you know, Gen Z and millennials, the younger women, we have this incredible opportunity to change what's happened in the last nearly 50 years. Yeah. And louder doesn't mean rude or angry. Louder can be sweet. Just turn up the volume <laughs> so that yes, more people can turn up can the volume and make sure it's everywhere. Again, just like the, the woman who called you yesterday, you know, it's important that when a woman is facing an unplanned pregnancy. And even before, you know, when she's, you know, has friends maybe who are facing an unplanned pregnancy or they're having those conversations, that's when we need to be sharing our, our viewpoints and, and sharing the truth about pro-life. You know, it's, it's awfully young to start, but, you know, when girls are teenagers, you know, even in junior high, that's really not too soon for churches, maybe in youth groups to start talking about what it means to be pro-life and sharing this with the boys too. You know, in Los Angeles, Planned Parenthood's invested $10 million in the public high schools to put clinics and messaging in there. And again, what PRC has $10 million to support a public school, but again, collectively we can do that with our digital campaigns, with positive messaging. And like you said, loud doesn't need to be shouting. It's just being everywhere really that that woman might be looking for answers. Yep. Well, thanks, Diane. As we wrap up here, is there anything else that our listeners need to know about Save the Storks or about how to help with their local pregnancy resource centers? I just encourage everyone to go to Heartbeat International. There's a list of directories there if they want to support their local PRC. Um, If you'd like to support Save the Storks, visit savethestorks.com. Most importantly, though, I encourage people to pray. You know, in the morning when you get up and do your devotions, pray for your local pregnancy resource center. Look up the name of the executive director and the staff and pray for those people by name. Pray for all of our staff at Save the Storks and pray for our new administration coming in. It is really important that we pray for those leaders and change hearts and minds in Washington, D.C. and at your state capitals as well. We can pray for miracles and pray that people's eyes will be opened up and they will, you know, who knows, we could have some really unlikely politicians choose life in the next four years and, and we might have the tide turn. I know that'll take a miracle, but our God is a God of miracles. So I would say praying is the most important thing to do this year. Yep. I would agree. I think most of Christian America would agree too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Preaching to the choir. <laughs> oh, that's good though. We need to be preached too. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Diane. I appreciate it. Thank you, Abigail. Have a wonderful day. If you or someone you know is in a crisis pregnancy, help is just a phone call away. Call 877-791-5475. If you or someone you know is dealing with grief and pain after an abortion decision, whether you had an abortion, convinced someone else to have an abortion, or even participated in a procedure, call 877-791-5475. 
you'll be referred to a pregnancy resource center in your area, a place where free and confidential services are available. That's 877-791-5475. 877-791-5475. You've been listening to I Choose Life News and Views. If you have questions about this program or if you'd like to support the fight for life, please call 260-471-1849 or go to ichooselife.org because without the right to life, no other rights matter. <laughs>